welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Rapsodo. Rapsodo, the industry leader in baseball player development technology, has a special offer on their hitting and pitching 2.0 units. Go to rapsodo.com backslash rapsodo hyphen savings and get up to $1,000 off. Trusted by the best in baseball, Rapsodo is used by all 30 MLB teams, 100% of Division I champions since 2010, and 100% of the top 100 prospects in this year's MLB draft. Scott Brown, Vanderbilt's pitching coach and associate head coach, had this to say about Rapsodo. Everyone involved in teaching pitchers this day and age could benefit from owning Rapsodo and using it for immediate feedback to educate their pitchers. Again, save up to $1,000 when you decide to train and build champions with Rapsodo. Visit rapsodo.com backslash savings and take advantage of this great offer. This episode is sponsored by Netting Pros. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specializes in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting professionals is an official partner of the ABCA and continues to provide quality products and services to many high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Make sure to let CEO Will Miner know that the ABCA sent you. Now on to the podcast. The ABCA convention and the city of Nashville have a long history together. If you talk to anyone who's been to the ABCA convention and you ask them a favorite convention story, Nashville will probably come up at some point. Today's episode covers everything you need to know about the convention. Our goal every year is to make this a wonderful experience for our attendees, guests, sponsors, and exhibitors. I hope you enjoy, and we look forward to seeing everyone at the 79th ABCA convention on January 5th. Thanks again for your support and trust. Now onto the podcast. All right, here with Craig Kylitz, heading into our 79th convention. How's that sound? It is fantastic. Now, what are some main points for you that you're trying to get done at the convention this year? Well, so much revolves around fellowship, uh, but specifically some major Division One pieces are coming forward with the Transformational and Modernization Committee that's been formed by the NCAA and athletic directors around the country. And so we have five big pieces in Division One baseball. We'll be discussing at Division One baseball meeting on Thursday evening. Uh, and I could take you through those if you'd like to hear them. Yeah, I would love it. All right. Especially because I can't be there. You know, being a longtime Division One coach, I can't get to that meeting, so I do like hearing what's going on. Well, these meetings are very informative, but it also gives us a time to look at our coaches and say, give us positive feedback or uh, uh, some constructive criticism on what we should be looking at, but then also letting them know these are the pieces they need to be talking to their athletic directors with uh, or about to make sure we have meaningful changes take place. I, I never want a time when an athletic director is voting on an issue, specifically baseball, where they don't know the issues. If they know the issue, they know our, our talking points to it, and they still choose to vote no on it, at least they understood the issue. Um, so the, the issues we're going to be talking about is increase the number of full-time baseball coaches to five. Uh, as most of you know, or most of the listeners know, that the NCAA is looking to do away with the volunteer coach. Uh, with that said, they're going to make that a full-time position. So that would take us to one head coach, two assistants, plus the volunteer going to assistant. But the ABCA has pushed forward to ask for another assistant coach. So we'd have one head one head coach and then 
four full-time assistants. So five full-time coaches would just be huge for our sport, sport association and certainly the sport of baseball. Hey, what's a realistic timeline on that to get, you know, for, for maybe some of that's never been in a meeting like that. What's a realistic mm -hmm. timeline to get some of that legisl legislation done with the NCAA? Well, we've been working on it for about three to five years. Uh, however, this is going to be voted on at this year's convention, NCAA convention, uh, January 11th through 14th. So we should know something on these uh, on these issues by the 14th unless they push it off, which I hope they do not do that. Uh, the second is limitations on the number of official visits. Um, baseball is one of only four sports that have a limitation on that, and that has been 25. We have had a waiver on that for the last couple of years to take that to a 40, but there's talk about either unlimited number of official visits or taking that number to 40. So we have both of those in the hopper right now, and I think they're probably going to lean towards unlimited, um, but we'll, we'll see from there, which is which is really good for our student athletes, uh, gives them an opportunity, especially if your parents don't have a, a, a bunch of dollars to, to send you around the country unofficially. If you live in a, a, a not a real populated state and you want to, you're a big time player and you got four or five schools around the country that, that give you an opportunity to go and do an official visit and make a good decision for you. So I think that that could be a really good piece if that goes through. Uh, and then on the on the just the game side, you got the pitch clock coming in. You know, for for people that don't know that we've had it with nobody on base, but now we're trying to go to to a little bit more of the minor league rule where you have it with runners on. Correct. That's right. That that'll be in the first segment of the division one, two, and three meeting that'll take place right before the divisional meeting. So uh, that'll be from the NCAA segment and and certainly with their their video. So yeah. we'll go over that. But we do we do have a lot of changes. Uh, we're also trying to raise the roster limit from 35 to 40. Um, we are the only sport that have a roster limit, and we put all of our pieces together that will go into detail on why we think this is important. Um, and not every coach agrees with all these proposals we put together, but uh, this is what the majority wants, and we push it forward and then doing right by our student-athletes in the sport of baseball. So I hope that uh, that's looked at closely. Um, a uniform start date of August 1st for all recruiting, and that's August 1st prior to the student-athletes, uh, prospective student-athletes junior year of high school. And um, so we'll see how that goes, but I think that'll be a positive piece for our coaches and student-athletes alike to stop this madness of kids committing at you know, 7th and 8th graders and then schools letting them go as soon as they find out they're not good enough for their particular institution. I think that is just... Put our coaches in a bad position and then the last piece that we're really looking at is addition of shutdown periods to the recruiting calendar that would go around uh, the thanksgiving holiday and christmas holiday our coaches were 78 percent in favor of the thanksgiving holiday and 81 percent for the christmas holiday and what that simply means is coaches can put their phone away no calls coming in out no text no contact, spend time with your family. It is exactly what it says, a shutdown period for everyone involved. The prospective student athlete should like this, and I think our coaches will love it. You have such a good vision for the organization. I think you do a great job of resetting and getting on to the next part and the next year. Just talk about kind of your process a little bit, because for me, I think it's fascinating how you do what you do. You've done a great job. You have great vision for the organization. Just talk about how you get over that. Cause I think as competitors, we all deal with that. Well, you're done, move on to the next mm -hmm. thing. Talk about your process a little bit. Well, I don't know if I have a process. We, we talk to coaches and find out what coaches are interested in, what's good for our game. And then we have a division one legislative committee that assists me on putting all this together. And we do have some spirited discussions on that cause they don't always agree. Uh, it represents um, two coaches from every Power Five institution uh, or conference, excuse me, and then we have nine other coaches from from the mid-major division. And uh, boy, they're great conversations. But what we try to do in that meeting is talk about what's best for baseball, not your particular institution. And I know that stuff. We're all competitors. We all think about how this will affect your institution, your baseball program. But if you can put that aside and do what's best for baseball, that allows us to bring 
solid pieces of legislation that we can talk with our, our collective group and division one coaches and then put together surveys that we can put towards uh, the NCAA and the division one baseball committee. So it's, it's multi-layered uh, process and it takes years to develop all this and getting the message out, getting the consistent message out, getting a winning message out is the easy part, getting people to understand it, listen to it, and then vote collectively. That's the difficult part. But when we get kicked in the teeth like we did with the volunteer coach loss, uh, you just have to suck it up like a tough weekend in baseball and and move on from it and uh, and then and then keep educating administrators why this is important for for student athletes. How long have you been interested in your own personal growth? Because I think you, you're the best in our office as far as working out and staying after it. You know, when did you really decide that hey, I'm going to invest in my personal growth? Well, I. I I think I had a role model with my parents that, that continually strive to be better. And uh, I thank you for saying that. I don't know if I always feel that way, but uh, this job allowed me to focus on baseball, the ABCA and our initiatives and, and becoming, coming from working with division one athletics at, at, at Florida state and then Michigan and wake forest and high point university as athletic director and vice president it was tough because it was so broad. And so my personal fitness and, and sometimes personal growth took a backseat to the, the issues that we had at hand. But I'm fortunate to have you and seven other young men that work here that are tremendous at what they do to allow me to focus on the collectiveness of the ABCA, Division One athletics, how we push baseball in that space. And so I'm, I'm fortunate to work with with yourself and and seven other great individuals that uh, that really allow us to to push our game forward. But thanks for those kind comments. Thanks for your time, Craig. Well, I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing everybody in Nashville and in a couple of days, and we're gonna have a great time down there. Thank you for everything everybody does. Appreciate it. All right, on with Juan Clark and Mike Odom. Uh, I think the two most important guys in our office, and when you see them at the convention, make sure you say thanks because they're the reason why our membership fees and convention fees are so low. So thanks for jumping on with me, you too. All right, yeah. Uh, thank you. We, uh, we're definitely excited about this year's show, uh, not only for the large number of vendors that will be there and a large number of coaches that will be there, just the amount of space that we have. We were able to accrue from Nashville. Um, it seemed like each month we were asking for additional space, and then they granted that space, and um, we were lucky enough to have the coaches and also the, well, the exhibitors come on in. So it's going to be a fantastic show for us. Um, we're both excited. And this will come out on Tuesday, Juan. What do exhibitors need? What do they need to make sure they take care of before they get on site? Oh, definitely. They'll uh, badge registration, just registering uh, all their staff members. That's a big um, component of um, just getting in the show, have that proper registration. And then also uh, the insurance and things of that sort um, for the show, which is a big one. We have a show that's um, a lot of, you know, projectiles being thrown, uh, guys swinging bats, netting. Um, you know, we haven't had, knock on wood, too many incidences over the years, but uh, it's definitely a, a, a very energetic show that has a lot of things going. So um, we just want to take care of that general liability for those uh, companies. And Mike, do you want to go over the Expo Theater? Because that, that's a huge part of, of your deal. Like, if you want to get into something else first, but but make sure you preview the Expo Theater. Yeah, you know, the, the Expo Theater, I think, has become a, a really good staple uh, within the trade show area, maybe the last five years or so that it's been been a part of the convention. Uh, the presenting sponsor, Hourathon, will, will be there the whole time. Folks can stop by and see them, but... Uh, as far as the presentations that go, we've got everything from uh, Gipper Media, which is how to get the most out of your social media content. So uh, for programs that need help building their their social content to our kind of our expo staples with Driveline and Pocket Radar and Rapsodo that'll be there. And uh, a lot of folks, Baseball Cloud, which, which has a, a, a presentation every year. And then we've got, you know, stuff like Pitchcom, uh, who's a new ABCA partner, 
who uh, their the title of theirs is their sign stealing solutions, not just for uh, for MLB. So seeing the uh, the technology of the you know the signals coming in for the pitcher and the and the catcher coming in uh, at at the the youth and the high school and the certainly the college level as well. So lots of good content uh, all three days: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I think our last presentation with C25. Uh, Charles Galliano and Charlie Green Jr. at 12:10 on on Saturday is the last one uh, that I'd encourage everyone to, to 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 attend these. Just like the the main speakers on the main stage, these companies put a lot of thought into uh, into these presentations, and and they want to make them great. Uh, a lot of these are ABCA partners, uh, which again, as you mentioned earlier, helps. Uh, the ABCA kind of keep that that membership fee at a at a at a good and reasonable level. So I'd encourage everybody to come check out the uh, when they get when you get your convention booklet or if you look online at the expo schedule. You know, plan these into your your week just like you would have uh, you know the the main stage and the youth stage uh, speakers. Juan, well, I got you here. I mean, you, you've been with us the longest. What has grown for us, and what what's easier for you right now with what you do? I know you have a hard job, but what's easier for you right now than when you're trying to run this thing twenty plus years ago? Well, I'll tell you what's grown in the last uh, I want to say seven, eight years has been the companies who have uh, really, you know, got behind the technologies like the hit tracks and the. Uh, Rapsodos of the world and uh, Trackmans, those those types of companies, they've grown and and uh, they've made our show better because of it. And we we definitely have the mainstays of like the Rawlings and the Wilsons uh, of the world, which you know obviously will never um, you know stray away from those guys. Those they're fantastic partners of ours, but they have kind of made my job easier because they take up so much space. So I don't have to run and uh, chase after new companies. Uh, although, you know, we definitely do that. Um, but they take up so much space in the, in the, on the floor. It's, um, it's kind of, we could sit back maybe 15, 20 minutes that Craig will give us to sit down and, and then we're back at it. But, um, that is, you know, just the sheer space, the size of what those guys take up. You know, like the, you know, the jugs have always had big booze and, and, um, you know, bonnet. They'll they'll always have those large booze, but, you know, just making those, the the floor just so much more, I guess, appealing with so many different things. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping I asked your answered your question. <laughs> I know I've kind of strayed off, but. Um, just the, the show, the variety That's our of things. typical conversation here in yeah. the office. It'll stray <laughs> off to something else. Uh, well, that, it kind of always does. But, you know, just dealing with all these different companies and, and the new things that's out there for the guys. I mean, uh, I think if I had those things uh, maybe 15 years, 20 years ago, I don't know if I would have been better, but I definitely may, maybe I'd hit maybe – 250 instead of uh, 219, but uh, but that's what they're there for, uh, to provide great products and services for our, our uh, coaches and definitely make us better. One, uh, maybe tell the audience how many companies are, will be there this year and what they can expect. And, and when you walk in, who are the first couple people you'll see? And then, you know, talk about the expo room and the food court and Kind of the 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 need to go kind of see a little bit of everything. Absolutely, You're stealing my job, Mike. So, <laughs> so the the um, first you walk through the doors first. You're going to see like they hit tracks and the rap sotos, and they definitely have um, a lot of energy behind their booth. They put a lot of thought into it. But don't forget to you know continue on down to the you know the great booze that um the smaller ones uh like the terry berries and of the world and uh the large you know like mike had mentioned before the c25 um you know they'll have a good presence there but the rawlings um you know jugs um uh, batting cage usa comes to mind and and th- there's some really fantastic products that are out out there like or um that one 
that one comes to mind right away because it's dealing with the technology of, uh, you know, I guess risk coach and um, it, it really helps you uh, from not stealing signs and that sort of thing. But going through the trade show, if you, you you're going to be in for a treat uh, because the Expo Theater is one is a great draw, uh, a lot of variety there, and you know since men run on their stomachs, there's also a food court there. So uh, going all the way through that trade show floor, and um, one of the new additions that this came on a little bit late is uh, the military presence there as well. So it's it's uh, something. Um, very, very diverse group that we have here. Uh, How many companies? So it's 350 companies about. So very, very, um, very big show. Our largest one by sheer space in history. So um, we can, you know, always have that in our, in our cap or notch on our belt, so to speak. And Mike, last year was your first on-site. So, I mean, just talk about what that experience was for you last year with your first on-site convention. Well, well, first of all, you know, it was great to, after, what, almost two years, being able to see a lot of these folks that I've been on the phone and on Zoom with uh, in person uh, and get to meet face-to-face and see the energy of the show and see uh, how I can, in my role at the ABCA, working with all our corporate partners and these companies, how I can make their experience better. Um, so all of that was was great to kind of see and feel and kind of understand the audience and, and all of that a little bit better. So it was great. Has it been slower for you this year? Uh, it has not. It's been busier. You know, we've, we've uh, as Juan said, this will set the record for the number of companies in the space, square footage-wise, that we've we've had, and uh, looking to set a, a record for the number of corporate partners that we have, and and folks that are kind of engaging with us, uh, whether it be a, a tweet on social media or an ad in the in, in the Inside Pitch magazine, or you know a, a big presenting new presenting sponsorship like the Marines. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about the Marines. You, you know, you've done a good job of bringing some new things. You run the re- webinars, so we've had a lot mm-hmm. of webinars that we have, haven't had in the past. But the Marines have something uh, interesting and intriguing yeah. that I, I would be interested in. Just talk about what the Marines are, are going to do. Yeah, well, well, first of all, they're going to be the presenting sponsor of the Assistant Coach of the Year Award. So they'll they'll have like that that on stage presence at the first uh, on the, on the first morning there on Friday morning, but Saturday morning, everybody hey, back it up now. Yeah, yeah, rookie yeah. mentorship. Though. Yep, that's and right. So Thursday, Thursday, they're going to be at the high school uh-huh. business meeting. They're going to do a leadership there. talk, which uh-huh. is great. And then they're going to come over and, and do a little two minute deal for the rookie mentorship. Uh, that's meeting right. on Thursday night. will be the presenting sponsor of the rookie mentor, uh, meeting, uh, Thursday night, but the the thing I'm excited about just to see, and and I'm going to take part in it, and hopefully, all the coaches listening, and you, Ryan, and Juan, if 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 you can get up this early, but 7 a.m. Saturday morning, um, the the Marines are going to do a wake up and workout on the Delta patio, which is right outside the Delta lobby area. Uh, so get outside, pack your you know your toboggan and your sweatshirt, uh, and they're going to take us through a uh, kind of a preview of a Marines workout. So all you guys that are going to want to go to the gym to get on the treadmill or the step machine or, you know, lift some weights Saturday morning, head down to the Delta patio and let's get a workout in with the Marines. Obviously they, uh, will be a good resource for ABCA coaches to reach out to in their area about, uh, and I did this when I was in school with the team I was, I was working with. We had, uh, the Marines come out and kind of take us through a, a, kind of a, a trust leadership uh, that also had some, you know, physical training involved in it too. So uh, I don't know if we're going to go all in that. It's going to be a good workout. We're going to get a lot of push-ups and all that kind of some, some PT. S- some PT. Yeah. PT. So get up and get some PT with us with the Marines. Uh, excited to have them on board as a double partner uh, of, of the ABCA and, uh, we'll be talking more about their, that partnership here in the next couple months uh, as we get into 2023. What did I miss, Juan? Did I miss anything? No, you're a vet. Um, how long have you been – I'm sorry, I'm turning this back to you, but how long have you been with us? Uh, I want everybody to know how long you've been Fall with us. Fall of 19. Okay. And then what has been kind of the convention kind of um, – 
make or break moments for you. Um, give us some little detail in, in kind of those cool events that'll happen. You know, well, and that's why I've been sending out, mm-hmm. um, you know, my favorite convention talks mm-hmm. here for some video of the week here about the last six, seven weeks has been favorite convention talks. And, uh, this is year 26 for me as a member. And so it's, uh, it's just, it's neat to kind of see where we were at a while ago. My dad's been a lifetime member, so it's, it's kind of neat to see where the organization was at a long time ago and see where it is now. And, you know, the possibility of continuing to grow too. We're doing so many cool things on the, on the youth and travel side here that I do think we're going to continue to grow. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited about what we've got coming out here with the youth and travel side. So let me ask you on this, have we just, um, scratched the surface of what we can do with the youth and travel or you got something up your sleeve? No, you know, we've got the ball modification research coming out that we're going to talk about at the high school meeting, the youth and the travel meeting. You know, we ran an RBI clinic for the first time this fall. So we've got some touch points and, um, then we're going to add in an ambassador program, state ambassador program. So we're going to have boots on the ground in individual states. And so we're continuing to grow. Yeah. I think we're just touching the tip of the iceberg. When you think about, we have 4 million baseball players at the youth level. Uh, that's a lot of coaches and that's a lot of impact that we can have on moms and dads that are trying to coach for the first time or a youth. And, and how can we get youth and travel baseball to work together on things? There's just a lot of things that, that are going to happen here in, in a great way for not just the organization, but for baseball itself. All right. Last question here um, from me, I guess. Um, so you've been a lot of places. Uh, I know coaching, head coaching, assistant coaching, all over the place, uh, up to Cape and everything. So who's your favorite person at the ABCA office that is uh, kind of right next door to you? Who's that favorite guy at the ABCA? Uh, probably the office behind me, which has no one in it. No, just kidding. But you know, Juan, you're my favorite. You're okay. my favorite. All you right. allow me to take a little break here, decompress and come in and talk about the random things that I want to talk about. All right. Well, fantastic. That's 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 all you need to say. So this has been fantastic. Great interview, Ryan. Have, this over. Yeah. Um, no, Ryan, thank you for the opportunity to talk about these events that we've got going on uh, and shining some light on some of our corporate partners. And Shaw Sports Turf, by the way, huge shout out. They're bringing the, the high school social back for that's the high right. school business meeting. So they're back on it, which is awesome. That that. Nice. has a tendency to get more people to show up when they know there's going to be food and beverage yeah provided. absolutely but thanks for shining the light on some of these uh partners of ours and folks that are are involved at the abca these companies that uh you know put a lot of resources and time to to also make the convention great for the attendees yep thank you guys thank you all right on with zach hale uh been with us just as long as anybody else in the office besides Juan. So um, still does it every year, does a great job. But Zach, thanks for jumping on with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is uh, one of my favorite times of year because I get to hop on the podcast and then we get to go uh, travel and see a bunch of coaches. So it's fun. Anything out of the norm this year for check-in or anything that you feel like would, would make things easier? Are we pretty status quo at this point? We're pretty status quo. Um, if you've been there before, you know, uh, have your barcode ready. Um, so you'll have already received this uh, barcode once, but we'll send it again this week uh, right before you get on site for check-in. So um, obviously we're expecting right around 8,000 coaches. Um, so having your barcode ready will just expedite the check-in process for you uh, when you check in. Scan the barcode. We got some new uh, new scanners this year, little little more technology there, so we're excited about that. Um, but you'll scan that. You'll get your badge. If you have any guest badge, uh, Hall of Fame banquet tickets, anything like that, it'll print along with it. Um, that'll also include your two drink tickets, uh, which will be for the social on Friday night in the trade show. So make sure to, to hold on to those for Friday. Um, but you'll get all that. You'll get your registration uh, bag that has all the goodies for you, and then uh, you'll be set to go. So uh, just make sure to keep an eye out in your in your email for that barcode. Uh, obviously, if you don't have it, uh, we're able to look you up. But just in terms of keeping guys flowing through and, and keeping you moving and getting into the trade show as quick as possible, uh, the best thing for you to do is have that barcode ready on your phone or printed out.
That's the thing I'm most impressed with. I've been a member for 26 years, and last year in Chicago, it didn't seem like we had any backlog of people checking in at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matty West here at the office really heads up the registration portion, and he runs it so well. Um, you know, back in 2020, we had 7,100 coaches there. Um, and to be honest, I was a little nervous at how registration would go, but, uh, it just flowed and, and keeps everyone moving. So, uh, Matt's done a great job with that. And then obviously coaches being prepared have, have, uh, really helped out as well. And the app is a big one for me too. Like if you haven't downloaded the MySay app, get in there and set, I already set my own agenda, even though I don't necessarily need it. I already set my own agenda that's in the app for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I mean, the app's only, only becoming more pre prevalent. Um, I will say this year we have a new feature where you can go in and see all the exhibitor profiles. So the exhibitors have put in a description of them. It's got their booth number. Um, it's got contact information so you can follow up with exhibitors. So uh, certainly download the app. Also, obviously, as Ryan alluded to, you can build your own schedule. Uh, it's got all the meeting times, locations, everything like that. We'll be pushing out some notifications. And uh, so there will be some, some other good stuff in there as well. But uh, certainly have the app. Obviously, we have signage throughout the hotel, but the app's going to be your, your biggest friend there. Hey, let's talk about hotels for a little bit, because I think this is the question that all of us get this time of year. Can you just talk, walk us through like the August to September and, and that process to maybe head things, some things off for future years? Absolutely. I'd love to. So um, I'm excited to say that we're in 17 different hotels this year, including the Gaylord. So um, it's by far our, our most expansive ever. Um, and what we've done and, and as members know, we started this a couple years back is, uh, we have that priority registration and starting in August. So, um, members based on your continuous years, you get that first opportunity to get in there and get your hotel room locked in, get registered for the convention. And, um, the, the best thing about this year is we were able to get the entire Gaylord hotel, which we've never been able to do before. Um, the Gaylord is the biggest uh, convention center uh, hotel outside of Vegas. So um, it's great that we were able to do that. But obviously, as our reach continues to grow with coaches and we continue to get more and more people there, we're going to have more and more overflow hotels. And uh, it, the biggest thing I would say is obviously the majority of people would love to be right in the Gaylord. Um, but there's no knock on these other overflow hotels. You know, you can stay at these overflows and uh, get a lower rate, um, so save a little bit of money. But also, all you're really doing at the hotel, and Ryan can attest to this as a coach, is is sleeping there. Um, you know, you come over in the morning, you still eat with everyone, you still go to all the clinics, you still stay for the hot stoves, you do everything, and then you just head back there and crash for a couple hours at night. Um, if you're lucky enough to get a couple hours of sleep there. So that's the biggest thing, but we'll continue that priority registration. Um, the other good thing that it's done uh, with Juan and Mike in the office is uh, when we first started this priority registration, we really broke it down and, and we saw that exhibitors really weren't getting a chance to get into the hotel. So through priority registration, um, the exhibitors are, are guaranteed to get one room in the hotel as well. So uh, it really brings everyone in into that one roof. But um, as I said, if if you're a member, just you're obviously a member this year if you're coming. So uh, come August and and into the summer, be sure to be on on the lookout and get ready to register for Dallas 2024. You do our graphic design in house here. Talk about your progression as a graphic designer because you're always coming up with new things. Because obviously you you've introduced me to Wave, you've introduced me to Canva. Just talk about your progression as a graphic designer. Yeah, well, I'll say, you know, you're a good student. We don't always deal with good students. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a little bit of a background in there, and it's, it's always been a passion of mine. So uh, it's fun to blend the baseball and ABCA side of things with, with some graphic design stuff, and I just have fun with it. Um, obviously, we get cool uh, show logos every year that we use an outside company, but then we're able to take what they've really put together – um, and as a staff work together and, and come up with cool themes for signage, uh, banners and things of that sort around the convention. Um, and, and we just continue to expand on that. So I'm excited for everyone to get there. Um, you know, when you walk in and you're coming up that escalator into the Delta lobby for 
registration and the and where the clinic hall will be. Um, you'll see a big welcome banner, and so I'm excited about that. And then uh, I always have to give this a plug because it's one of my favorites. But right outside the trade show, we'll have a big cutout of the the ABCA 2023 hashtag. So. Uh, make sure to pack your hat, your team polo, whatever it is, and get a picture in front of that and tweet it to us at ABCA1945. Uh, that's always one of my favorite things is just to see the the different staffs and different people all taking photos there. And sometimes you even see uh, conference coaches getting together and taking photos in all different uh, school uniforms and things of that sort. So, um, you know, I always like to plug that. Hey, how much of graphic design is trial and error? Uh Pretty much a hundred percent. You know, I, I, Ryan and you and I were just talking about the 2023 graphics for the podcast and we finally nailed something down. Um, but to be honest, there were 10, 11 drafts before that. And every time you're like, okay, I'm onto something. And then you look at it at the end and you're like, that's not it. Um, and it goes back. I mean, same with the show logo. We get these hand-drawn things and you, you kind of see it and, and you kind of think you know what you're getting and then you start adding colors and all of a sudden it's not what you portrayed but uh but a hundred percent I would say is is trial and error and um it's a lot like coaching in a sense that you know when you're when you're first starting out you think oh yeah this is great and then you look back and you're like boy I could have done a whole lot more and and you just learn along the way so it's fun and it's a it's a good experience how's fatherhood been for you <laughs> It's the most rewarding thing in the world. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, the convention, I, I remember last year. Uh, so my daughter was born in July of last year. And uh, going to the convention, it was like, boy, I am excited to sleep. Um, but this year, now she has a personality. She's on the move and all that. So I'm really going to miss her. But uh, it's really cool. You know, I obviously talked to all these coaches that – uh, balance their family with their team, and and they're such good role models in terms of of being a leader, being a family person, and and so I just try and emulate that. But uh, me and my wife Alex are having a lot of fun with our little girl right now, and uh, I will say she's started to throw the ball and she's picking it up lefty. Uh, she can't really hold the the baseball quite yet. She's got a bouncy ball, but she is throwing lefty, so that bodes well for things. Love it. Thanks for your time, Zach. Absolutely. Here with Jim Richardson's JR. Uh, it's my partner in crime with the Barnstormers. So, JR, thanks for jumping on with me. Hey, my pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Here we are, another year heading into our fourth convention, isn't it? Together? Yes. I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, three and a half, actually, yeah. but we'll call it four. I don't know. The virtual for me was harder than the on sites. So the amount of time we spent in front of a computer screen. I mean, that's a good point, man. It was it was certainly a challenge to stay locked yeah. in that entire time. But uh, but hey, we pulled it off. What did you enjoy uh, most about the Barnstormers this fall? You know, just getting out on the field again and talking to guys. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity to see what programs are doing across the country, you know, from California to North Carolina, down into Texas, and you know, up into the Midwest and Ohio State, it was a uh, it's a phenomenal opportunity to see how guys are are doing things and what makes programs tick a little bit. I, I think the uh, the coolest feature was the the practices because getting to see you know how Coach Mosiello runs things at Ohio State and having coached for some time in the uh, state of Ohio, I've seen a couple of their practices previously and seeing the differences and getting over to St. Mary's and seeing Coach Moore and how he handles things and you know just jumping across you know sixty miles to Duke University. That campus, I was just absolutely floored, and uh, the way the way Coach Pollard runs such a tight ship um, was awesome to see. And then obviously Texas A and M, uh, Coach Box actually took us out to the football field, and we got to stare up at the twelfth man student section, and it was uh, it was a pretty cool experience. But outside of that, that that facility is phenomenal. So it's just great to see. The landscape of college baseball so it's uh, it's a good opportunity to do that yeah numbers were back and I, I think the the social helped and you know we're always trying to improve on the format but i, I really like the format as well because we were getting some some talks in the morning practice in the afternoon and then people had an opportunity to hang out afterwards too which i thought was a, a lot better for everybody this year 100 percent. and if any of our coaches out there listening have ideas that they think would make it better 
Hey, shoot them our way because the the practice thing evolved because coaches took our survey after they attended an event and said, hey, we, we'd we really like to see a little more of what the players are doing with their coaches. And um, it was a great idea. We moved forward with it, and the response has been awesome. So if you guys got any other ones out there, please send them my way. Email is jrichardson at abca.org. And I may give you credit for it. If it's an awesome idea, though, I may take it. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You know, did you have a favorite talk from this fall? Oh, man. You know, Michael Early's hitting presentation was very solid. Um you know, I can. I'd like to reserve my favorite until I'm done editing all the yeah. videos, and that's because, that's why I asked. Yeah. Like, so when they do release, like people can can dive into it. I Mike Curran's for me the own own loney one. I, I thought was was one of the best ones we had all fall too. His was was phenomenal, and the amount of information that he provided to our yeah. coaches there, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, for those of you who weren't there in attendance. Uh, effectively, he he basically laid out his offensive game plan for everybody and backed everything up with numbers and statistics. And this is what you do and why you do it. And it was uh, it was a phenomenal presentation. Yeah, I liked because it kept the pitchers involved during the game. You mm-hmm. know, and, and I think that's a challenge for all coaches is how do you keep your you know your role guys engaged, your pitchers engaged. So I, I felt like he's got he's on top of that to keep them engaged. For sure, for sure. Wrecking jobs, I think, is what he said, or accomplishing jobs. You know, hot stoves are coming together. So if you want to preview uh, your ones, and I can, I can go over mine ones then too. So if you want to go over your. Sounds good. Um, we're going to kick it off this year uh, a little bit different than years past. Previously, outfield was hit last in the lineup. They're going to start us off on Friday, January 6th at 9 p.m. Um, and we have a new moderator for this hot stove. It's going to be Jake Boss from Michigan State University. Panelists include Andre Butler, Jalen Ferguson, Tyler Rost, Jack Meggs, and Scott Hall. So we have a phenomenal group of guys to kick off our hot stove sessions um, on Friday night. Leadership hot stove. This will be the fourth rendition of our leadership hot stove. It's going to be moderated by Craig Giannino, include Jerry Weinstein, Tyler Gillum, Hannah Huseman, Robbie Britt, and Anthony Gillich. I'm really excited about this hot stove, primarily uh, the group of people we have involved. It's a very diverse group of people um, who know how to win at a variety of different uh, levels. Um, one of the one of the sleepers in this group, in my opinion, is Coach Gillich from Central Arizona College. Uh, the guy has been to the NJCAA Division I World Series championship game three years in a row. He's won it twice. It's just... Uh, what he's done with that program is is remarkable. Our catching hot stove will be uh, the second hot stove on Saturday. It'll start at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Butch, excuse me, Coach Butch Chaffin will be moderating, and we have Colin Wilbur, Zach Stout, Jim Macieski, Skylar Barnett, Nick Bredesen, and Jeff Calhoun. Um, I know there's going to be some prizes and trivia within this hot stove because coach chaffin had already asked all the panelists make sure you bring something to hand out to give away um, so he's got a lot of stuff in store and then uh, our hitting hot stove which is sponsored and put together by our california community college baseball coaches association um, will be moderated by chris pedretti the ccc bca president and uh, the panel includes andy mckay from the seattle mariners who if i'm if I'm not mistaken, just was promoted to assistant general manager with the Seattle Mariners um, and previous head coach at Sacramento City College. Um, Kurt Elbin from Virginia Tech and Tyler Hancock from the University of Kansas. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to stick around. Make sure you get some sort of energy something in you because that'll be Saturday, January 7th at 9 p.m. And our our first, technically the first one is the Rookies on Ooh. on Thursday night so Paul Blanchard's done a, a great job even if even if you're not a rookie coach I would get in there Thursday night if you can um, we start at nine o'clock um, 
and Paul does a great job. It's a great panel. We have a really diverse panel this year and a little mix of everything. It's been fun because we've brought in, you know, pro coaches and, you know, Spencer Allen's on it, Bianca Smith. Um, and then we've got Richard Cantor, who's actually an agent. Um, he's an agent for coaches. He's going to be on the panel with us this year. And then Clay Cox. Um, and then uh, Todd Interdonato is going to jump in. So we've got a little mix of everything. But that's always a fun crowd because with the amount of new coaches that we have in there, uh, just the questions that we get are, are always a lot of fun because you're, you're seeing people go through it for the first time, which is always um, – it's fun to kind of see those new coaches and what they're going through. Uh, infield hot stove gets going. Um, I think they're actually last – um, I'll, I'll, I'll back it up from what the last one is, but Ty Gillum and Clay Cox are moderating that. And, um, I want to give Kai Correa a shout out cause he started the infield hot stove. Can't get there this year. He's got family stuff and he's a big league coach, but we've got Troy Marrow from the Baltimore Orioles, uh, Nick Schnabel from Clemson. Uh, we've got Ty and Clay that are running it. Nate Trotsky, uh, Brian Madsen, and then Damon Lesler from Ohio State and BMAD St. Joseph high school, but also, uh, with USA baseball. And so really diverse group uh, all over different levels of, of baseball. And so it's, it's fun to kind of see what the every level of baseball is doing for, from an instruction standpoint. Uh, we've got strength and conditioning on Friday or Saturday at 5. Um, I like that how we have um, with some of the hot stoves, we have presenters. So I think it's a way for people to actually get clarification on maybe a presentation because with the strength and conditioning, Jimmy Onati from Ohio State's running that. But then Chris Romano is speaking on the youth stage. And then Nathan Hempel's speaking on the main stage, and they're on there. And then we've got Tracy Hayes, who's kind of big into the mobility. She's jumped on the scene. She's a go-getter. And then Walker Grisante is uh, Vanderbilt's strength coach. So he's on that panel, too. So, um, you know, that that's the... That's probably the only non-benefit of the hot stoves is we have so many good ones. So it's like, what do you get to? So hopefully you've got multiple people from different staff so you can kind of split it up and, and get to the different ones. Uh, base running, I uh, gave Matt Tallarico a, a shout out uh, this past week because he's uh, video of the week is, is with him uh, running into some of my favorite convention talks of all time. But Matt always does a tremendous job and he kind of started the new school base running off and then Bianca Smith is with us Todd Interdonata and and then uh Brian Madsen so again we've got a a little mix of everything with the different levels pitching Patty Pinkman um is heading that up again as the moderator and he always does a good job of putting a really good panel together and um that's our you know the grandfather of our hot stoves is the pitching hot stove and um, so we actually give awards out for that. So, um, you know, the last two years, we haven't been able to really do as much of that with the awards. So it'll be nice to, to bring that back. And um, like I said, the, the pitching hot stove is the grandfather of our hot stoves. And then, Jim, your, your other responsibilities are obviously with, with NAI Division Two, Division Three during the convention. And um, if you want to kind of talk about that a little bit, your responsibilities with those business meetings. Yeah, essentially, um, each uh, each division will have their own uh, kind of rules meeting prior to their coaches meeting. Uh, so, for example, the NCAA will have their um, one divisions one, two, and three will have their rules meeting where the umpires get up and they'll talk about uh, everything that may be changing, stuff to look out for, stuff that they're looking out for, and then we will have our breakout meetings. For junior college and NAIA ball, they will have already started their business meetings. Um, so those, I believe, start in the ballpark around 6, 6.15 on Thursday evening. Uh, so once we go into the breakout sessions, you know, stuff gets a little more a little more specialized. Um, so, for example, the Division Two meeting, Division Three meeting, will focus a little bit more on bringing in our, our national umpire coordinators for the division to kind of highlight a couple things specific to D2 and D3. For example, like the pitch clock rules that are going to be mandated uh, shortly. 
Um, so they'll kind of talk about what you need to be preparing for and when you have to have kind of that, that clock in place and stuff. Um, we will also have at the D2, we'll have our coaches connection representative come out. We'll have Eric Brees from the NCAA come out. Um, Division three, um, we will have different entities from the NCAA coming out to ultimately talk about the 10 regions and the postseason and the change from Cedar Rapids to uh, North Central Cleveland, Ohio, effectively uh, moving forward for the championship. Um, from the NJCAA standpoint and and, and NAIA standpoint, uh, there'll be a lot of voting, there'll be a lot of talking, and a lot of business meetings. Effectively, um, the NJCAA leadership has has changed a little bit with some guys, uh, you know, moving up and taking some different jobs. Uh, um, Mitch Thompson, who was at McLennan Community College, is now uh, now at Baylor. He was on on the board previously, and uh, Jason Raspin from Herkimer Community College is now at St. Bonaventure, I believe. So uh, we have two positions to fill there, but ultimately, uh, and Mark Rairns at Western Kentucky, geez, former. Yeah. Former board member also. Jeez, yeah. Yep. Uh, Juco guy's getting some love this offseason, <laughs> that's for sure, man. Um, but ultimately, it'll be uh, a little bit of everything within those meetings, and uh, they're definitely important to attend uh, because it'll kind of get you uh, an idea of what everybody's talking about, what the huge kind of uh, linchpin items for that year may be. And it will also give you an opportunity to ask some questions. So I think it's uh, it's vital. Even if you're an assistant coach and your head guy says, hey, man, you don't – I got it. Don't worry about it. You, you want to show up. You want to know what's going on. So, yeah, And we have our high school youth and, and travel business meetings as well on Thursday night. So if you can get there, uh, Shaw Sports Turf is sponsoring our high school meeting. So they'll actually be a social. So they're providing drinks and food for people. So if your high school coach – Come and get to the evening meetings because we have a lot to talk about. Um, and then the youth and the travel, we've actually combined the last couple of years, which has worked out better. We have so much crossover between the youth and, and the travel side. And that's really one of our bigger initiatives is, is how to save house baseball. And uh, Rob Haney is our, our youth committee chair and Taylor McCullough from Perfect Game is our travel committee chair. And um, they're doing a great job. And so again, if you're a youth or travel coach, get to the business meetings on Thursday nights, uh, because we have a lot to, Thursday night, cause we have a lot to talk about. And, uh, again, just trying to think about ways to continue to grow the game. And, uh, that is our largest memberships is, uh, high school youth and travel coaches. So, um, make sure you can get there on Thursday night if you can. So anything else to add in JR? You know, not, uh, the only thing I can think of, and it's something I've said multiple times even on this podcast, but if any of you guys are coming out to the uh, to the convention and you're looking to buy gear, um, bring some cash. All of these companies are paying to ship this equipment to Nashville to put it on display for y'all. If you're looking for a pitching machine and it's costing $2,000 and you know that's the retail price, Maybe throw $1,500 in your pocket, meet them at the convention floor, and say, hey, I've got 1500 bucks. I can load this thing up Sunday morning. What do you say? They may take you up on it. And uh, I speak from experience because at a smaller school, didn't have a huge budget, and I was able to get a pitching machine and, and save about $700. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely make sure you got a way to get it back home, though. And I, I do want to give Jim Hackett and Wilson a shout out too, because they sponsor our, our youth and travel meetings. So thanks again to Wilson and, and everything that our sponsors do. And the reason why the convention is great is because of our, our sponsors and exhibitors. It allows us to keep our, our uh, membership dues down, the registration for the convention dues down. And so we need to try to support the, the vendors and the exhibitors and sponsors that, that support us. So, all right, JR, I appreciate you. Get back to work. Okay. Thank you. All right, here John Litchfield, uh, who I call Chief of Staff, um, has a large job because he has to keep me in line here in the office. So I appreciate <laughs> you jumping on with me, John. Appreciate it. You know, you, one of your, I mean, you have a lot of responsibilities, but your big one is helping the main stage speakers with their presentations. So what have you enjoyed kind of looking through everything right now? You know, we, we've got, as usual, we've got an amazing lineup of main stage speakers. Uh, those are put together every year by the second vice president and the third vice president. Uh, this year, the the guy who is the clinic chair is Matt Noon from Babson College. 
Um, he was responsible for the vast majority of putting things together. And where I look at my role is that second vice president position is rotating every year. So I'm here to be kind of a constant every year at, as somebody who's experienced in doing it um, and make those people's jobs easier and and, um, and make it easy for the speakers. Um, but Matt really um, concentrated on a lot of what I would call nuts and bolts presentations this year. It's mostly on the field, um, drills, skills, strategy, presentations. And um, I think the coaches are really going to enjoy it this year. Hey, when did you come up with the roadmap for the speakers? Because I love it. Because I, I stole it, so that's what I use for the U-State speakers. How, when did you come up with the roadmap? A few years ago. Uh, so the roadmap is a document that I send out to the speakers. Um, basically, as soon as we have the confirmed list, and sometimes even ahead of time to those who are confirmed, with every date, every kind of guideline, t- helpful tip, and rule, uh call it the, the clinic roadmap to success. Um, and it basically, if they follow the roadmap, then, then they're going to have a successful presentation that will work when they get on stage and, um, and, and they'll be prepared. And I came up with that a few years ago because basically what I had been doing is over the years, learning different dates and sort of timelines that the, the speakers needed to be following. And I would email those out as the, as the dates and things were coming. And what I found was some coaches would work way ahead. And so then they would start working on something and not have the guidelines for that yet. So one year, I don't remember what it was. I basically went through all my previous emails from the previous years and found all of those different tips and dates and and suggestions and timelines and put them all into one document. And I give it to them over the summer. So they have it so far ahead to see when that their, you know, presentation first drafts are due when their outlines are due so that we can get the clinic program to press on time and get 9,090 page programs delivered to the convention site on time. And then um, also their final presentations that are due ahead of time, they're actually due um, a week before the clinic start. And that is so that our AV team can really go through and make sure that everything is working. And if they see anything that might crash or give a problem to the speaker when they're on stage, they find that out ahead of time. They get it loaded onto their computers, make sure it works on their computers. Um, Sometimes when you change the computers, it acts a little differently. Um, So all of those things are prepared so that the speaker um, really just needs to worry about their presentation and what they do on stage. They don't need to worry about things crashing. Um, And then if they, if there's somebody who, tends to procrastinate a little bit. The timelines really help them organize everything in advance and not be scrambling a, a week before the presentation. Yeah, and we have something new this year. Uh, Dr. Scott Brooks is 2 to 2.40 on Friday, so we're going to actually take a break on the youth stage so everybody can actually watch that. And I would assume we'll live stream that in Absolutely. to the youth stage area. And that's the cool thing with the the youth stage now is we stream the first speakers in of the day so that way people don't have to go to the main stage if they don't want to they can just come straight to the youth stage and, and watch from there absolutely there's less shuffling around for them and and provide some more space for everybody um and dr scott brooks yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to his presentation i've uh i'm anxiously awaiting his final draft today but um but I looked at his first draft, and, and it definitely got me going as, as far as the message that he's going to deliver about um, bringing diversity to your program, whether that's – I mean, obviously, it's a baseball presentation, but I think it's going to be applicable to any organization that you're running. You know, we've got uh, – we're honoring basically three classes at the Hall of Fame because we had some holdovers from the virtual, and then we, we had some people that couldn't get there last year. So we're basically honoring three classes here for the Hall of Fame banquet. Yeah, we've got another big Hall of Fame banquet coming up. Um, really glad we're going to have a meal this time, uh, which we didn't didn't have in Chicago last year. But I'm also really glad that we were able to be flexible for those coaches who couldn't make it due to COVID issues or travel issues last year and still allow them to, to have their proper recognition and have their uh, all of their colleagues, friends, and family uh, show up and, and get to take part in the ceremony. You know, anything different about the Opryland this year from maybe, you know, coach, I've, this might be my sixth or seventh Nashville convention. So anything different this year for a returner and then maybe some tips for some new coaches coming? You know, if, if you liked to dance around the hallways with the dancers as they were warming up for their, their, uh, their presentations last time, unfortunately, those guys aren't going to be there this time. They found a new venue. Uh, we've act, so we've taken over quite a bit of meeting space and ballroom space that the dance the dance organization was using in the past, uh, that's really going to allow us to have better, 
um, just better meeting space all around where we're, we're going to use the presidential ballroom, which is about as big as the uh, Delta ballroom. And we're going to be able to split that up and do the youth coaches session in there, the Hall of Fame banquet, the governor's ballroom where we were doing some of that will still be able to utilize, but it's just less cramped space, less turning over of the rooms and trying to reutilize the spaces. And we also have more actual hotel rooms in all Opry land. So there'll be more coaches able to stay on site. Um, it's already the biggest hotel in the country as far as number of rooms. So um, we had a huge number anyway, but it's even better this time. John, thanks for everything that you do, man. I'm, I'm pumped. 79th uh, convention. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Looking forward to getting out there and spending the early part of the week getting ready for everybody to come in and then just having a great convention on Thursday through Sunday. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I hope that whether you're a convention veteran or first-time attendee, you got something out of this episode and it got your juices going for this week. Reminder to soak it all in and enjoy the moment. So grateful to be a part of the ABCA staff. This group makes my life easier and gives me daily reminders why we do what we do every day for the baseball community. Thanks again to John Litchfield, Zach Hale, Jim Richardson, and Matt Weston, the ABCA office, for all their help on the podcast. Feel free to reach out to me via email, rbrownlee at abca.org, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CoachB underscore ABCA, or direct message me via the MyABCA app. This is Ryan Brownlee signing off for the American Baseball Coaches Association. Thanks, and leave it better for those behind you. Set me free.